This is Prince Hanley coming to you with 100,000 watts of pure love. talk to you today about how God spared my life. In 1970, I dedicated six weeks from before Thanksgiving through the end of the year to do open-air evangelism in the city of Los Angeles. The Lord blessed me greatly during that time with many opportunities to fast, and the power of God was manifested wonderfully with thousands of people being reached every day through open-air ministry. At the end of this period, I was very weary and decided to visit some friends in a city about two hours away. I was there two days, rested, and returned to Los Angeles at night. As I was walking in the center of the city, I was faced with a decision. I knew if I walked in the same direction I was going, then in about two blocks, I would find Christian friends holding an open-air meeting, and I could preach with them. But I made a bad decision. I decided to turn left and go down a dark street, away from the Christians. I not only turned away from physical light, but I turned away from spiritual light. There's nothing wrong with resting, but that night I turned away from a great opportunity to reach many more people for the Messiah Jesus and also to be an encouragement to brothers and sisters on the front lines for Messiah. As I was walking down the dark street, two men began to follow me and then one stepped beside me. I knew they were up to mischief, so I started praising God. Then one of the men stabbed me with a knife. He stabbed me hard in the abdomen, near my navel, and drove the knife in deeply. They tried to get my billfold or my wallet, but couldn't. It only had $12 in it anyway. I still was standing, and I began to pray for them. I reached into my suit pocket, grabbed two little red Bibles, and placed them into their hands. They then threw them into the street, and the man who stabbed me held the knife up to my face so that I could see blood on it as though I didn't know what had happened. I bent over and picked up the little red Bibles from the street and tried to put them into their hands again. The man who had stabbed me tried to stab me again, but couldn't. God's angels would not let him. Then I turned and walked away from them across the street. Up to this time, I had experienced no pain, probably because of my adrenaline was pumping and my body was about to go into shock. However, I remembered thinking as I crossed the street, is this it? Am I about to die and go to heaven? I made my way into a Mexican restaurant and tried to tell people what had happened. However, nobody spoke English. Finally, I lifted up my sweater underneath my suit coat that I was wearing and showed them the blood leaking through. Then I started experiencing the most horrible pain I could ever imagine. I never knew there was pain like that. I lay down on a booth seat in the restaurant and could not get the pain to stop even by pulling my legs up tight. It felt like sand was tearing through my body. 
It seemed like nobody was doing anything. It seemed like eternity, but finally an emergency ambulance arrived. When they put me in the ambulance, I just wanted to hold someone's hand, and I tried to hold the hand of the person in uniform. I don't know if it was a policeman or an EMT paramedic, but that person would not hold my hand. That shows a real need for compassionate people in the police department and in the emergency situations. I remember coming to consciousness a few times on a gurney in the hallway of the hospital, still in terrible pain. Later, I was told there were so many stabbings, shootings, assaults, and accidents that Sunday night that they couldn't get to me for six hours. I didn't know there was such pain like that. When I finally woke up after surgery, I started praising God. I was so glad not to feel that terrible pain that I had experienced. I was under heavy medication and, I, and was in a room with about 10 to 15 other men. One man had been stabbed in the head several times with sharp sticks by a street gang. Others had been shot and stabbed. One man had been shot four times with a 38 caliber revolver pistol, three times in the chest, and the fourth just missed his jugular vein. However, I was the worst case there, and I had a nurse stationed permanently by my bedside. There were four tubes running in and out of my body, providing blood, nourishment, and drainage. When I became conscious, I started praising God, and the nurse who was stationed beside me said to me, Sir, do you know where you're at? I said, Yes, I'm in the hospital. Praise God. Then she said, Do you know what happened to you? And I said, Yes, I just had surgery. I was stabbed. Praise God. It felt so good to be rid of that pain. Nobody knew I was in the hospital. I don't remember if it was a few minutes or a few hours after becoming conscious, but I began to experience a very serious spiritual battle at that time. It was like Satan and demons were on my left side and God and the holy angels on my right side. It was as though Satan was trying to take my soul out of my body. I was tempted to just relax and go ahead and die, or to relax and just let the drugs that were going through my body take over. Then God spoke to me strongly. He said, get command of this situation. By that, I knew that he meant for me to take mental command of the situation, to not let my mind go, but to keep control of my thoughts. I said to God, I know you can heal long distance by people praying, but if you would just send someone to lay their hands on me, Father, and pray for me, I know I will be healed. though nobody knew I was there, somehow a man in a laundromat heard about me being stabbed. He didn't know me from Adam. However, he was a vessel of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, and he had a healing ministry. At the time I was in that hospital, the Los Angeles General Hospital, it had 2,500 rooms. A few years later, it was remodeled and then only had about 2,000 rooms. A man in the laundromat who heard about me being stabbed came to the hospital went up the elevator to the ninth floor, walked into the 9300 ward, 
came straight to my bed and said, Brother, the Lord Jesus Christ raised me from death one time, and he has sent me to pray for you that you might be healed. He then laid his hands upon me and prayed for me, and he said, Lord Jesus, heal my brother. Then he turned around and walked away. A group of six to eight young medical interns were with other doctors who were examining me and the other patients on the ward the next day. I told the doctor I had been healed and I wanted something to eat, like a steak. He didn't take me seriously, and he told me that if I could pass a bowel movement, that he would order me something to eat. He told me that because I had several holes in my intestines as a result of the knife stabbing. Later, I think the next day, I went to the restroom successfully. I also snuck out of the ward and took the fluids that were being pumped in my body. They were mounted on a stand with me. I went into another area of the hospital and started exercising. But then a doctor recognized me and he yelled at me, what are you doing? I said, I'm exercising. He said, don't you know that you can rip all that silk we put in you? Meaning, I guess, the sutures with which they had stitched me. Then I told him, I just did 21 deep knee bends. After that, I think I was ordered to return to the trauma ward. In a couple of days, friends found that I was in the hospital. Reverend Al Hovey from the Church of the Open Door, who was on staff with Dr. J. Vernon McGee, and other Christians from the Los Angeles Full Gospel Tabernacle, came to visit me. Eleven people in my ward, seven patients, and four nurses received Jesus as their Lord. While I was in the hospital, I received two scriptures from two different people. One was from a man 1,500 miles away whom I had never met, but who was a friend of my brother. The scripture was Psalm 91, which I have claimed almost every day of my life since then. The other scripture was from a classmate with whom I had attended graduate school in one of the theological seminaries I attended. It was Philippians 3.10 and the Brit Hadashah, which says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. The word power in that verse from the Greek dunamis means force, literally or figuratively, and specifically miraculous power, usually by implication a miracle itself. The word sufferings used in that verse from the Greek pathema means something undergone that is hardship or pain subjectively an emotion or influence. I had read that verse many times and always focused on the power of his resurrection, but I had never focused on the fellowship of his sufferings. Then I thought back about the six hours that I was in such terrible pain, waiting in the hallway of the hospital for surgery, and I thought about my Savior, the Messiah of Israel, Yeshua Hamashiach, the Lord Jesus, God's only Son, who hung on a wooden cross stake six hours for me. In other words, that verse means that I may know him and the miraculous power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his hardships and his pain 
being made conformable unto his death. Yeshua, Jesus, went through horrible pain to take my sins upon him that I might be freed. However, he did it willingly for me, for you, and for everyone in the world to pay for our sins, a gift of forgiveness, a new start for all who will receive him by faith. I walked out of that hospital by myself in six days. I could have left earlier, but they wanted to make sure that I was okay. I got on a bus and went immediately to go preach at Broadway and 6th Avenue in Los Angeles, proclaiming the good news of the Messiah Jesus in the open air, the one who saves and heals. My friend, I see my scar every day, and then I think of how someday I will see the scars in a Jew who loved me enough to die for me, the Messiah of Israel, so that I can live forever in heaven with him and with his father. This has been your friend, Prince Hanley, coming to you with thankfulness to our Heavenly Father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, for healing me and preserving my life that I might live to tell others about His Son, the Messiah, Yeshua. What is it you need from Him today, my friend? Ask the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, to come into your life to make sure you know Him forever and live with Him in eternity with the Heavenly Father. And then ask him for what you need, a need in your family or your home or your business. Ask him right now. The Tanakh in the Holy Bible tells us through the prophet Jeremiah that God says, Call unto me, I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things you don't even know about. Baruch Kaba B'Shem Adonai. This has been your friend, Prince Hanley, coming to you with 100,000 watts of pure healing, Holy Spirit, miracle-working love.